Welcome to Conversations in Focus. This is Brian Hudson, your host. Looking forward today to a very special discussion with the praise team at New Covenant Church. These are the folk who help us praise God. Uh, my particular team members, those who help us worship Jesus Christ. I have, uh, first of all, to my left, Miss Sean Carter. How are you doing, Sean? Good. Okay. We also have Mr. Jordan Jackson. Jordan. Hello. And Ms. Nicole Kelly. Hello. All right. I'm excited about this because worship is central to what we do as believers. I think it's central to what God wants done in the earth. Worship doesn't happen just in church. Worship should happen in our lives. Our society can benefit from a more worshipful atmosphere. I don't limit God to church service. I think God is God everywhere. He wants to be God. So we're going to ask a few questions, and the team is going to respond now, Sean is our worship leader at New Covenant Church, and Jordan is one of our singers, as well as Nicole Kelly, and they all love God and worship God. In fact, we're here at the church in our studio, and normally they're rehearsing on Tuesday nights. I've come by here on Tuesdays, and you would think the whole church was packed full of people. You know, they're worshiping God because, you know, worshipers worship. So I appreciate people of God who are not just going through motions, but are serving God. So first of all, let me ask a simple question. Sean, what is worship? Well, um, worship is a state of your heart. Um, I feel like worship is um, your reaction or your response to realizing who God is. Um, fundamentally, you know, um, God is love. God is truth. And our response to him is worship. Our response to him is gratitude. Our response to him um, is our worship. Worship is pretty much what Sean said, your reaction to God, your reaction to him in your life, um, living each and every day, trying to please him, trying to worship him in all that you do. Nicole? I would say the notes that I kind of jotted down is giving back to God what he's due and our sacrifice for all that he is to us and all that he's done for us. What I find interesting, your responses didn't say singing, right? You didn't say singing. You brought out worship in the context of a larger context, which singing is a part, but worship is a lifestyle. Worship is our connection to God. So I thank you for the answers because it certainly, I think it's scriptural, what you said. Now let me ask you this then, then how is worship different than singing, Sean? Um, singing is, a, is, a, is what you use. Um, singing, when you worship, singing happens. It's a byproduct of your worship. So we could worship God uh, praying. We could we could worship God singing. We could um, worship God a, a lot of different ways. And, you know, if your heart isn't um, placing God as priority in your life, if, if, if he's not number one, then you're not worshiping when you're singing. You're singing a song and it's a nice song, but it's it's the posture of your heart that determines whether your song is worshiped. So, yeah. So, Nicole and Jordan, I mean, how... How do you see that uh, difference between, between worship and uh, and singing? What do people miss about singing and not worshiping? Um, 
singing is just a tool. It's it's mm-hmm. just one facet of worshiping. You can worship in in your mindset, in the way that you um, react to situations in your job, or when you're just at the store, or when you're just listening to someone out, you know, in your everyday life. It's the way that you you think. Um, that's how it's different from worship. Mm-hmm. So then worship, I mean, singing is one dimension of worship, right? I mean, right. Singing, it's one, a, yeah, yeah, just there's, one there's, part. There's prayer. Mm-hmm. There is testifying. You yes. know, there is uh, praying for people. There is receiving God's word. Yes. You know, so worship is, is all inclusive, right? <laughs> Any more thoughts about that? You mentioned it's a lifestyle. So it's just how we how you live. It's your, that you, like you said, you want to, where your priority is. It's how you live and how your focus of your life, how your focus is. You're just wanting to please God. All right. Now, as worship leaders, uh, you know, we we <coughs> sit before you and you lead us in worship or you attempt to. <laughs> but what do you want believers to know about worship? You know, as a leader of worship, as worshipers, what do you want the people of God to know when when you're leading worship? I think something actually I've realized here recently um, within myself is that worship is something you can be free with. Um, it's something you don't have to worry about others um, impeding on or you know focusing on you. You worship in your own way. Mm-hmm. You can do it how you want to, of course, in accordance. But um, it's it's something you can be free with. You can. You can do it in dance. You can do it in prayer. You can do it um, and how you service other people. Um, so I would want people to think, to know that worship is free. You can mm-hmm. do it however you want to. Um, they should know that um, that we're there to lead them into worship as a corporate body. But the expectation is is that everybody brings their praise and they bring their worship with them. So this isn't the first time, and it should be something that's familiar um, to you. If you're if you're already a believer, um, it should already be familiar, and if it's not, it's something to desire um, to do and, and to be free to do it at home so that uh, when we get together, it's... It, it's not a task that seems like a burden to, you know, anybody. And, um, you know, God's glorified in it. Mm-hmm. Just your expectation yeah. of what you're expecting when you come in. Yeah, come with Where expectation. Where is your level of yeah. expectation and God will meet you at your point of expecting him to meet you. If you come in and you're just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to church because it's time to go to church. Mm. And but when we come in and we're like God, we expect you to meet meet us here. We expect to feel your presence. We expect He meets us right there. So I, that's what I would want people to know. That's good. Yeah, I agree. I really feel that um, you know the corporate experience is very special and very different from our personal experience. It's not totally different, but it's different in the sense that it's magnified. You know, God's presence is magnified when people come together to worship. And I feel like that. Uh, I'm never, I don't sing, I don't play instruments, you know, but I worship, right? And I understand that when we come together, sometimes people come in and don't cast their cares on God. The Bible says, right. cast all your cares upon him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, well, bring, bring your cares to God, 
bring them to the church service. But cast them, you know. <laughs> you know Don't leave start, with them. No, yeah. I mean, right. when we start to worship, you know, lay aside the weights and lay aside the cares yep, because free. God deserves our full attention. And moreover, what he has for us, we need. Yes. And so if we're all blocked up with cares and concerns and distractions, we can't get what God has for us. Mm-hmm. Right. So let me ask you, Sean, uh, so, you know, as worship leader, uh, how do you address, how do you handle when people are not getting with you, you know, since people are, <laughs> you know, are entering in? Uh, how do you handle that? I mean, for me, I'm like, how, how do you do that? Uh, first, my first goal is to worship God myself. Mm-hmm. I have to do it myself. So I, I want everybody to to get with me. But in the event that you don't, I'm still going to worship. But I'm but I'm prayerful that as I begin to worship, because it's a contagious sort of a situation when I've had times in my life where I didn't feel like worshiping. Here I am, the worship leader. Can you believe it? I, I did not feel like worshiping. I'm going to give a small testimony. Um, there were some things in my life that weren't going right, and I just felt like I'm doing the best I can, God. This was like years and years ago. And um, I really was getting kind of bitter, was getting kind of like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't understand why God wasn't moving the way I wanted him to move. And, and But I was still serving, still coming, still leading worship. It looked like people were enjoying it, but I was depleted on the inside, but I never stopped coming. But one Saturday, I came to church for prayer service, and first lady asked me to sing a song. I didn't have a song. I did not have a song. And I admitted I didn't have a song. And she laid hands on me and the other um, ladies. It happened to be a lot of ladies here because the men were having a meeting. But um, that's the power. We're talking about corporate worship also is that you can come and you can bring your burdens. And I was exposed. I exposed my need and they laid hands on me. They prayed for me. And I have never been the same. I've never had a time since then Mm -hmm. that I could not worship God. See, the thing is, I was focusing all on me and what I wasn't getting. But see, worship is not about what you're not getting, but it's about who he is. And he's due worship no matter what you get or what you don't get. God is always worthy. And that's the foundation of worship. So many times the thing that gets me about um Today, you'll hear a lot of people talk and they'll say, well, you should worship God because, you know, he will he will give you this and he will give you that. No, you should worship God because he's God. You should worship God because he is God. He's worthy of the praise. Now, I have expectations. I have needs and I have desires and I pray that God meets them. But that doesn't affect my worship. That's good. That's good. All right. I think even as a team, we talk about that. And at rehearsals, we say it doesn't matter whether it's one person, 10 people, a sanctuary is full, sanctuary is whatever. It's about pressing into God regardless. And then Achanta is contagious. So once that anointing is flowing, they're going to want to get in it themselves. Once the presence of God is there, they're going to want that experience. They're going to want to be with us. What does the Bible say about worship? What scriptures come to mind? What principles come to mind? 
Uh, let's talk about what the Word says. The Word of God, of course, guides all that we do. And so my question to the team now is, you know, what does the Bible say about worship? I think um, John uh, 4, 23 through 24 says, But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. When I thought about that, what came to my mind, um, there were two scriptures in Acts, and both were time, the one time where um, Paul and Silas were in jail, and they were singing, and as they were praising God and singing, they were freed. So in God's presence, when you're praising, when you're spending time in his presence, in his word, you get free. Yes. So there's freedom there. And then the other uh, time that came to mind was when um, the time when Paul and uh, another time the apostles were in a time of worship, they were their hands were laid upon them and then they were sent. Their destinies were changed in that time of worship. Good. They were set aside for their purpose. Yes. Mm, good. We also see in the Old Testament a lot of, of symbology um, or symbolism. Well, I say types and shadows where mm -hmm. David, we know David is the worshiper who organized choirs yes. before dedications. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he brought ordered worship where you had the choir here, the singers there, the priests would follow, mm -hmm. and processions and, and choirs. And David did all this by design. And we call it the Tabernacle of David, which, which more than a building, it was an order mm -hmm. of worship. And to this day, you know, David brought celebration. And Moses, they all worshiped, but nothing like David did. David brought celebration <laughs> to worship. He brought instruments. He, brought, he, he made instruments. He wrote yes. songs. And so the worship as, a, as singing and as music and as orchestration, David brought that. And to this day, we still use those tools. And, um, and God's glorified by that. Yes. Now, talk about the anointing in worship in terms of skill. Uh, you know, if, if God's anointing you, why rehearse? You know, now I remember, <laughs> I mean, it seems obvious, but I kid you not. I was in service one time where it was so anointed. Whoever felt like playing an instrument went up and played it. Got on the drum, got the It was horrible. <laughs> I mean, couldn't play the drums. Couldn't, I mean, whoever felt anointed to go to the instrument and just begin to strum. And it was it was amazing to me. And the folk was shouting and all that. So, you know, what's up with that, Sean? <laughs> if you're anointed, it's all that matters, right? No. <laughs> um... <laughs> I believe in, um, you know, just because you think you're ready for something doesn't mean that you should go forth. There's preparation that has to take place. And um, so we prepare so that we so that we can be ready. You know, when you prepare, you're always ready. <laughs> so we practice and we uh, want to be excellent. And but we also know that, you know, we we're committed We've committed our gifts to him. Now, he makes the difference, but we're putting in work. Um, so everything that we do, we have to put, we have to put in work. Um, 
and God's glorified in the work that you put in and the preparation that you put in. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious. I mean, yeah. David said, the Bible says, play skillfully. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, skillfulness involves practice and preparation. Mm-hmm. The anointing isn't the, the, detached from skill, mm-hmm. right? No, it's not detached. I mean, right. it's, you'll find the anointing where you find excellence. I mean, it's like you said, if you get up and, yes, God helps you when you are lacking, <laughs> but you still have, there's a t- preparation, you know, and you must practice. And even when we're not in practice, there's times when she's like, okay, you need to listen to this song so that when we get to rehearsal, mm-hmm. you're ready, even for rehearsal. So it's, there, you're always in a preparation type of a mode, and you're always, God, take the new, the what I've, what I've, what I've added, what I've learned, and then prove upon that. God, use even the new. Now, sometimes, Jordan, you lead worship sometimes, mm-hmm. so, so what goes in your preparation for leading a song or leading um, worship? Personally, I just, because I know even still, even though I've been doing it for a while, I still get a little nervous. <laughs> <That's healthy. laughs> um, and so I I do remind myself that when I'm up there, God is with me. He yes. is helping me. He is, he he's, he's in me and he's sinking through me. So that that helps me to calm my nerves most times. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to actually uh, piggyback off of something Sean said about worshiping in spirit and in truth. And I'm, I'm and I'm kind of somewhat jumping ahead. Uh, something that we uh, learned while we were at the workshop last year. Um, one of the speakers was giving um, uh, an example of uh, how someone thought that they had a song mm-hmm. and in their spirit <laughs> but in truth <laughs> they 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 kind of didn't um <laughs> no they got up there they thought they had a song mm-hmm. in in their spirit but in truth it, it it just wasn't for them the the singing singing wasn't for them worshiping in front of in front of the congregation just wasn't for yeah, personal them. worship is good yeah, yeah. personal yeah. personal <laughs> Sing in the shower. You know? <laughs> yeah. But we take it seriously. I mean, it's not, we yeah. enjoy it. We have fun doing yes. it. But like anything else we do, whether it's preaching or teaching or writing <laughs> or producing, we want to bring out the best. Uh, you all attended a conference uh, in 2017, November, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And it was very impactful. Uh, we had a chance to help send you there as a church. And so, again, Sean, first of all, tell us about the conference. Uh, where it was, what it was, and why it was impactful to you and the team. Yes, it was um, the Evolve You um, Masterclass, and it was sponsored by um, Benita Jones. And um, the reason, I want to backtrack, the reason why, um, first of all, I was just um, felt pressed to go um, was because um, when I first started leading worship, I felt ill-equipped and um, so I struggled to find material to find my voice I just struggled and I used to go to uh, a record store here um, I think it was called light light and life is that the name of it yes. so I used to go there because you could sample um, CDs and I just I needed to hear 
what was out and, and what people were singing uh, besides what was on the radio. And I was just scouring the um, the shelves and I ran into um, Benita um, Jones CD and I put it in and I... As, as soon as I heard the first song, I I went and found everything that was up there, Benita Jones, because um, it it really spoke to me. And everything pointed back to God, and I really liked that. It wasn't a lot of rhetoric. And so that's how I found out about her. And um, so um, we never um, had sung anything by her or anything, but I later found her on YouTube and... Um, I don't know. I just sort of adopted her. She doesn't know me, but I adopted mm-hmm. her. And uh, but God knows what you need because I was seeking out. I didn't feel like I I um, had what it would take, but I was still trying to learn, you know. And I used her as as an example. I I just listened to her, and um, so when I saw she was doing a conference, I knew I had to be there, and that's how it happened. So it was in Nashville. It was in um, November. And um, I would say I went expecting like um, learning more technical things. You know, people think about worship. They they want to talk about the singing aspect more than anything else and that sort of thing. But I think what I really took away and it made me feel really good was we talked a lot about your posture. And as a worshiper, that's where it all starts. It's, it starts with your posture toward God. And and um, with us all being like a conference full of worshipers, it was not hard to worship. So we did spend a lot of time worshiping God, but um, we learned some technical things about our voices and things that we need to do and, and that sort of thing. So it was impactful. So, you know, we're planning to go again and... Um, yeah, it, it it was awesome just being in a room with uh, like-minded people. So, Jordan and uh, Nicole, uh, what were your takeaways uh, from that conference? Um, again, also why I recently just found um, within myself being free that um, before we even started the conference, the conference, um, Benita was just talking to everyone that was sitting there, and she just one of the words that just kept coming out of her mouth was to be free. She wants you to be here. She wants you to just worship. Obviously we're there to learn, but she wants you to just be free in yourself to worship him. And, you know, if you need to zone out and go into your quiet place and to be just with him, you can do that. We're all going to be here together. And so it was, it was almost simultaneously corporate and personal worship together and I, I I loved it. It was it was it was awesome. I, I can't wait to go back. Refreshing. Yeah. yeah. The goal with you take away from that experience. Sean just said the refreshing. Um, not that I don't worship when we're here on Sundays, but there's a difference when you're part of the team that's leading <clears throat> when you are actually just able to worship without having responsibilities at the service at that time, and like Jordan said, just being free to, I don't have to remember the words, I don't have to remember (laughs) my notes, I don't have to remember any of that. I can just be free to worship and just be in God's presence, and if it meant I 
was able to, I just need to lay in the floor. I could do that or dance, whatever it was. You were free to do that. And, and not that we're not free here, but it's just, it's a different experience when you're not like someone, you don't have the responsibilities of helping to lead the service. That is so true. I mean, whatever we're doing, whether it's preaching or technical work, you know, I do ministry, I do teaching and preaching. I also do a lot of uh, production. So when I go to a pastor's or a minister's conference, right, I'm not there to preach. I'm not there to, you know, to have expectation of preaching or teaching. So I can just be free among colleagues, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. To listen, to learn, to relax, right? There's no expectation of any level of performance from me or anything. Or when I go to a conference like the broadcaster's conference, all this gear, you know, around me and all this equipment and talking to people. If I had met Pastor Dave Burroughs in Las Vegas two years ago at the uh, National Association of Broadcasters. We met on purpose in, in Las Vegas. I walked around and saw the gear and just he and I could just talk and enjoy that level, you know, of our of our profession. So yeah, I'm glad you had a chance to go. We're gonna help you go every time because you came back. Y'all came back on fire. <laughs> Best money we ever spent, you know. I have one, one more thing to yes. say, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> I want to speak for uh, Jackie Wilson, who's not here, who uh, she attended the conference and we had a portion that was called um, Lunch and Learn. So Mm -hmm. we we ate and they had a panel um, up talking and people had an opportunity to ask questions while we ate. And I don't know what the question was, but um, basically um, the one of the uh, panel members was saying, when you come to uh, rehearsal, you don't come to learn the song. And I was like, hmm. And so he said, well, when we meet to rehearse, you you should already know the material. And so Jackie, who was sitting next to me, she she whispered in my ear. She says, Oh no, she's like, I am so sorry. So she took away that, you know, I, well, maybe, you know, she hasn't been coming prepared like she should. So when you go to conferences like that, you know, um, stuff like that happens, you get nuggets. And so, yeah, I've noticed, you know, we've done a few new songs since the conference and she has been prepared. She's known the songs. And, um, so that was a blessing. So. That's encouraging. I mean, we go to conferences to glean the wisdom. Mm-hmm. We go to be challenged. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, for example, I remember went to a conference one time for ministers, and he said to all of us, I'm going to give you a secret on how to hear from God. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. He said, get some rest, and you hear from God. <laughs> Where do you hear that? I mean, you only hear that at a conference yeah. that's designed for people of like precious faith and of similar, uh, you know, labors in the Lord. So again, for, so for Jackie, it, it was great. She, I mean, she's a, she loves God. She works hard. And so she, we all learn. Mm-hmm. We all learn. Well, let's wrap up here. Again, been talking with New Covenant Church Praise Team. And members are Sean Carter, Jordan Jackson, Nicole Kelly, uh, Jackie Wilson, and Selena Boyle. Correct? Selena Boyle? Yes. Mm-hmm. Selena Boyle are one of the members of our team. And I thank God for these uh, uh, young ladies and young men. Uh, I thank God that they, without fail, I mean, they come before us on Sunday mornings, you know, knowing, I mean, I can't imagine, I mean, I get up and preach, but I get to preach after y'all sing, okay? So I couldn't, I couldn't imagine teaching and preaching before. 
you all get up and kind of, you know, work the grace of God through and help us be encouraged to step into the anointing. Because, you know, people come to church in all states of mind. You know, we want people to come expecting and all that. But the truth is, life is hard for some people. Yeah. Yeah. And work is hard. And, and people are cruel sometimes. And I was told by a man years ago that there are always, there are always more broken hearts than hard hearts. Mm -hmm. That's a very important lesson. Never judge people because you don't know what they've experienced by the time you see them. Hmm. So our job is just to be faithful to God. Yes. As you said, Sean, I mean, I said, be sure you're worshiping God. Mm -hmm. You worship God. Mm -hmm. And then you'll lead people where you're going. Mm -hmm. You can't get up and make judgments about people and you know, talk about what's wrong with you people and all this. Uh, which, I mean, it's amazing to me how the grace of God upon our team is a grace of mercy. Okay. It's a grace of excellence. You know, yes. It's a grace of perseverance. And we thank God for each of you, okay? Mm -hmm. So any final remarks you have before we conclude, Sean? No, I'm just grateful. I thank, um, thank you, Pastor, and, and for the privilege. I, I want to say that it's a privilege to, to get to worship God. It's not um, ever a burden. It's work, but it's not a burden. And it's actually the high point of my week. Um, mm -hmm. I, I can work a full week. I can work overtime, but... Um, I look forward to gathering together in, in, in worship. Um, so it's an honor. It's a pleasure. And Nicole, any thoughts? Or uh, Jordan, any thoughts you have in closing? I would just say, like Sean was saying, it is a privilege. Um, in times and seasons when I've had to set aside different roles that I've played, being a worshiper is never a role that I've ever said, I want to set that to the side. I've always said, all right, I can't do these things because I still need to be there on Tuesday nights. I still need to be present on Sunday morning. So other things can get cut off. Mm -hmm. But the commitment that I've made to, to God, to church, to the team, I won't cut that off. Jordan? Um yeah, definitely, again, the word privilege, because I remember before I joined the praise team when I was younger, because I kind of got drafted, I, <laughs> Jordan got drafted. But I wanted I wanted to I wanted to be up there because, you know, I was I was singing in school um, in elementary school. So when I did finally join the praise team, I was I was excited and I was I was um, definitely grateful to be able to have the opportunity to serve in this in this way. Okay, well, thank you so much. You've been listening to a discussion here on Vision Stream Network called Conversations in Focus, where we talk to people making a difference in the community and God's kingdom. I trust you were informed and inspired today and, uh, and gained information about the importance of worship, maybe seeing from the side or the perspective of worship leaders what it's like from their perspective to lead us in worship. So thank you once again. Uh, Sean and Jordan and Nikki. Nicole Kelly, call her Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> so you be blessed, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.